الرحيم اللهم صل على بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى محمد Welcome to the Imam Ali Conference Parenting a teacher our panelist our respected panelist Sayyid Ridwan Radhawi the Sayyid started his religious studies in Chicago Illinois under uh, um, Maulana Amir Mukhtar at the Imam Ali Seminary and attended the Islamic Seminary in Qom in the year 2000 and studied under the best and most renowned theologians in the Hausa so the Sayyid focused his attention towards Islamic philosophy and during the later parts of his studies on Irfan. So the Sayyid collectively studied six years and graduated with theology and philosophy from Jamaat uh, al-Mustafa. So uh, Sayyid is our respected panelist alongside our sister, our sister Zakira Shairoz Dala. The sister is a world-renowned Islamic lecturer with a bachelor's degree in psychology, sociology, and she also has a master's degree in education. She's an anti-racist educator, uh, education counselor by profession. She also is a servant of Abba Abdullah Hussein salam and gives majalis on the road. She has also had many honors, a lot to list, and some of them speaking outside the White House being the only Shia female to do so twice. You also see her very active on uh, Islamic shows, very active on all channels, and she is a blessed guest on the Imam Ali conference and she's our panelist. Sayyidna, talk to us, parenting a teacher. The importance of that, Imam Ali السلام, did stress on that when he spoke to his son, Imam Hassan السلام, saying that the youth are like uncultivated land. So there's a great importance parents have when it comes to upbringing and raising children, let alone teenagers. Santam, a'udhu billahi minashaitan ar-rajim, bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. First and foremost, I would like to thank the Imam Ali Conference uh, compassion in action. Um, great to be part of this uh, wonderful effort. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the hard work, um, all the work that has been put in, all the scholars, esteemed scholars that are part of this wonderful, wonderful event. Of course, uh, the topic in hand is an important one. Um, there are various ayat in Quran, and you quoted the letter that Amir Mu'mineen had um, penned to his son, Imam Hassan alayhi salatu wasalam. Um, and the ayat of Quran, which I wanted to share from Surah Safat, ayat number 102, uh, when uh, the story of Hazrat Ibrahim and Hazrat Ismail alayhi salatu wasalam, when he says, فَلَمَّا بَلَغَ مَعَهُ السَّعِيَ قَالَ يَا بُنَيَّ إِنِّي أَرَى فِي الْمَنَامِ أَنِّي أَذْبُحْكُمْ فَانْظُرْ مَا ذَطَرَ That when he reached the age of exertion, he was old enough to help out his father, Hazrat Ismail. Father said to his son that I've seen in a dream that I must sacrifice you. So what do you think? Of course, there's no point for a father, a figure of Khalilullah, Hazrat Ibrahim والسلام, to be asking for the opinion of his young son, Hazrat Ismail والسلام, but nonetheless, it shows us the importance of the opinion of your children. You know, there's an ancient proverb that says, if you are planning for a year, plant grains, rice. If you're planning for a decade, plant trees. But if you're planning for a millennium, then plant human beings, grow people, invest on their children. And children learn most of their, um, you know, whatever they learn from their house before they learn anything from outside. That's their first tarbiyat uh, gah, if you want to call it. Uh, we as parents 
don't set the correct examples at home most of the time and later expect our children to do the things which of course we fail to do ourselves. So you can't expect a child to be punctual in prayers, for example, if parents aren't punctual. You can't expect a child to miraculously be modest uh, when parents aren't. You hardly see a son and a daughter come out to be more pious than their parents, unless, of course, it's tawfiq ilahi, um, because of Islamic schools and the other influences that they may have had. You know, there's a lot to talk about. There are so many things that I can indulge into. And of course, I want to keep in mind the importance of the other panelists and, and their, their valued time. You know, how to raise a teenager. I think that's the core of the discussion. Uh, raising children, um, primarily speaking, there's not many ayat of Quran that talk about that. Now, there are not even many ahadith regarding that. And there's just a generic version of it that you find in the book of uh, you know, Quran and Sunnah. Um, so it's not science which you apply. Uh, rather, it's an art which you learn as you go along. And of course, it varies uh, with people. It varies with children, from one children to another children. Raising first child is different than raising your fourth, for example. Um, you know, there's no guarantee that if you do X, you will get the result as Y, for example. So it's not plug and play. Um, and Islam, we don't really have such a thing as teenager. Rather, you're either a child or you're an adult. That's why the age of Bulu is 13, 14, and 15, right? Max 15. Um, you know, or the beginning of the teen years, so quote unquote. So if you see that now this person is no longer a child, rather they're mukallaf, whose deeds will be accounted for and will be held responsible in front of Allah for good and bad that they do. Now, which brings me to you know, my first point that what we can do as parents, inculcate fear of Allah from a very young age. Try and get them to understand that you're now mukallaf, you're now duty-bound. You, your acts have their own thawab and jaza. It will not be counted in the accounts of the parents. Um, number two, stop micromanaging, right? Sometimes we see that some parents, um, they breathe down the, the children's neck. Uh, giving them space and letting them figure out is better than just you know providing the solution all the time uh, because when they're really in the um, difficulty and you're not around to help them out, they won't have the set skills to be able to bring themselves out of the, the situation. Um, stop reprimanding. Uh, we see that putting them down and making them feel guilty instead of appreciating. Um, and when they do something good where it requires appreciation because you're already in a bad mood, you don't feel like appreciating. Allow them to make mistakes. Learn from these mistakes. You know, when a person learns the hard way, then they really learn it. Then they really uh, have it in their heart and they'll be able to correct that and they won't make the same mistake. And you ask them what they would do if they were in your place, for example, as a punishment. Be a life coach, in other words. And uh, you cannot make them feel empowered by giving them gifts or spoiling them. Uh, let them earn it. Um, these are some of the you know, parenting skills that are proven. You may not find many of these things in Rawayat um, and Ahadith and Quran. You find this psychologically, you know, and we have, and I, I'm, you know, there's Jasara to be in speaking in front of her that she has this degree to, you know, psychologically from psychiatry aspect, you know, from uh, these and uh, these areas have spoken a great deal regarding what works. These are facts. So you cannot make them feel empowered by giving them gifts and spoiling them. Let them earn it. Uh, it gives them self-dignity. Allow them to understand that they are 
part of a bigger picture, you know, the family, the society, encourage them um, to come to these family gatherings and these functions and find a mentor other than parents, a positive role models. You know, unfortunately, we live in a society where the role models um, have taken a role of, you know, super uh, heroes, and they sort of become role models from the very beginning when a child opens up uh, his or her eyes. So speaking with the child, important element of tarbiyat, uh, the child will have limited understanding at the age that they may be in. But yeah, speaking um, shows that the parents are attentive toward them. So they don't feel neglected. Uh, we're busy with work. And when we're home, you know, we're using our phones and children are given their gadgets to play with. And very little time to talk. Love. It's important. Muhabbat. Important element in tarbiyat. Sometimes parents respond with bitterness and harshness in front of child's, you know, nonsensical and impossible demands. Whereas even in these uh, places, saying no with love and mercy is actually better. Respect. Every human being at every stage of their life, they want to be respected. Uh, even a child as young as three or four year old does not want to be disrespected in front of others. Everyone loves them. And when you grow older, of course, you're now a teenager. So any disrespect can hurt them badly. Encouragement. Properly encouraging children will you know, create enthusiasm for them to do good. Unfortunately, in our societies, parents discourage children if they, for example, become religious. Yeah, believe it or not. Child starts going to masjid, uh, Imam Barga, Hosseiniya, attending the regular prayers, attending the majalis, wherever it's happening, you know, growing a beard, which is, of course, an obligation on him. A sister, for example, starts observing hijab, um, you know, starts listening to the nashids or the Quran more, practicing more and more. They'll be now looking at them um, weirdly. What's wrong with you? As if they're doing something which is frowned upon. So that's the reaction that they get. Parental supervision, of course, life is a place of learning lessons. You know, someone asked me the other day, I was attending um, a workshop, explain life. You know, what is life? Now, of course, this was not a religious workshop. So and we all gave our answers. He said, life is what happened when we were making our plans. So when we were make, busy making our plans, what was happening, that was life. Um, so of course, life is a place of learning uh, lessons and gaining experiences. Ashaykho. An elderly in the house is like a nabi in, in the ummah, in the nation. And so therefore, it's important to, um, the supervision must be there because they will make mistakes. Self-reliance, another important element of tarbiyat of children, gradually preparing them to rely on themselves. Of course, you don't want to hand everything down at the very beginning. Slowly and gradually, this process has to be inculcated. You know, fostering the intellectual dimension. We sometimes, you know, think that they're young and their minds are not capable. Well, no, try them, test them, teaching them logic um, in order for them to think straight um, and use their mind properly. And of course, I cannot emphasize more than I already have praise, you know, giving positive, verbal, physical attention and affection to the children. I'll conclude, I'll come back if there's more time, that there are three unbelievably Simple parenting ideas that work. Number one, children need a minimum of eight touches during the day to feel connected to a parent. If they're going through a particularly challenging, you know, time in their life, 
It's minimum of 12 touches a day. This doesn't have to be a big deal. It could be, you know, straightening their collar, for example, pat on the shoulder or simple hug. So you need to have these minimum of eight touches a day. Number two, each day, children need more than one meaningful eye-to-eye -eye conversation with a parent. Now, this could be for younger kids, not necessarily those older, but it is especially important for babies to have this eye contact. But children of all ages need us to, you know, we need to slow down and look them into the eyes, have that meaningful one-to-one -one conversation. And there are nine minutes during the day that have the greatest impact on a child, nine minutes out of the 24 hours. The first three minutes, right after they wake up, don't neglect them at that time. The three minutes after they come home from school and the last three minutes of the day before they go to bed. We need to make those moments special and help our children feel loved. I'll stop over here. There's more. Ahsan Sayyidna, honestly, the wisdom there is for us to take on because dialogue is important and it's a right of a child and energy and positive reinforcement is also important. And we see this from even naming a name. We look at the Imam Ali السلام, in the Battle of Khaybar when he says famously, indeed, my mother named me Haydar. So that positive reinforcement led him to take on an undefeated warrior and bring victory towards Islam. We also see that with the name of Abu Fadl in the name Abbas. So it's very important for that positive reinforcement. Now, I'm really looking forward to the sisters now, Sister Zakira's analysis on parenting a teenager from a psychological perspective, from a religious perspective. Sister, the floor is yours. Truly, um, parenting a teenager is uh, definitely a challenging but very noble task that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has entrusted us with. And it's very important for us to realize when we see the word teenager that um, um, uh, children in this day and age are maturing much faster than they have ever, it seems. And so uh, when we say teenager, we're thinking 13, 14, 15, etc. Um, but a lot of these issues that become very real for these children uh, happens when they're even ten, nine or 10. So parenting a teenager actually happens much earlier than when they hit the teens. Uh, it's all about maturity and every child is different, but we are living in a society that is uh, opening our children up to so much that is beyond uh, their capability and maturity. They're being bombarded with so many images, so many um, things that are uh, that are really too early for them. And that is why we need to do some preemptive work. And when we uh, talk about uh, Imam Ali salam, and how he uh, was uh, a, a very hands-on parent, because when we look at that letter that he wrote to his children, um, uh, to his sons, uh, letter 33 from Nahjul Balagha, we, uh, we can see that Imam Ali salam, truly was a parent who talked to his children and who understood what they were going through. Um, it, it's, it's a letter full of so much advice that it's really mind-blowing. Um, another letter, the, the letter to Malik Ashtar, when he's talking about how to be a leader, is also uh, full of advice for us who are leaders in our homes. And, uh, and truly, uh, having been the mother of uh, three children, mashallah, they're now 26, 24, and uh, 17, mashallah. Uh, I'll tell you that uh, we're the walking wounded <laughs> parents. After having parented teenagers, you feel like you've been beaten up 
and you have nothing's been left of you. You've been ground, you know, just completely shattered. Uh, but you've got to pace yourself. This is a marathon and parenting never ends, does it? But there is this uh, very important part of a child's life where um, you there are amazing learning moments. And when I talk about nine and 10, honestly, that's when your children really look up to you. I think even a little bit before that, seven, eight, nine, when they look at you and they li really listen to you and they kind of act like you, even when you're sweeping or mopping, they're, they're copying you. Or if you're working with a hammer or something, they, they want to do what you're doing. That's the time to parent. And they're really intelligent. And what I've learned from seeing Imam Ali's letters to his children, uh, because he also, there is a, 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 so much of a will that he gave when he, on, when he was on his deathbed. Uh, there's so much advice. You realize that Imam Ali spoke to his children, knew what, um, what they were going to suffer. So he was preempting the, 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 the issues that were coming in their lives. He was getting them ready. But he had developed this, this friendliness you know, we want to be a friend, but often when you become a friend, they can be quite rude to you and treat you like a friend. And then you, you often feel hurt that, you know, listen, do that to your friends, but don't talk to me like that. So there needs to be a fine line. Being friendly is more like it because we're friendly and yet we have got to remember we're not here to win any popularity contest. We're here to do a very important job. We are here to set boundaries and discipline and i grew up in the west um and uh i remember there were times when i did ask my parents for something that i knew was extremely far-fetched like it was impossible but often there was a sense of relief when they would say no you're not doing that <laughs> yeah think again you know and it sort of made you realize okay that is a boundary i should not even try crossing children do need they do need some direction. In fact, a Muslim parent has got to do a lot of directing because we are here to help our children be upstanding citizens in the religion of Islam, in the Ummah. And we are absolutely bringing up um, Imam Ali, uh, Imam Zamana Ajalallahu Ta'ala Farajahum Sharif's uh, army. We are here bringing up children who will be able to speak up against injustice and who are uh, very moral themselves. So there's a lot of work ahead. But remember, Imam Ali was, uh, was a mentor. He had so many young and loyal companions. Definitely, there was something about his demeanor that young people surrounded him. And they, they were amazed and interested and enchanted and in awe of what he said. That's the mentor we want to be with our children. And we absolutely need to be well-versed in our faith in the fifth, as well as the Quran and the Hadith and the life of the Imams in the Chawda Masumin because we need to be able to pepper this information uh, at dinner time, in the car, uh, when we're just watching something and something comes up. These are learning moments, teaching moments, where you see something that's not a very good thing to be watching. It suddenly it comes upon you, this scene. It is important that we stop and we say, listen, what do our imams do at a, a thing like this? Do you think this works with Islam? What does Islam say? Is this allowed? Is this not allowed? Why? And so we need to know our own faith, but we also um, need to understand 
our children's lives. Imam Ali Salam in that letter uh, 31, he says to his children, first of all, he talks about his own issues. He talks about the fact that he's getting old and that you know what he hates he hates these the desires and and this dunya and what's happening and uh, and and you know this um this the struggles of of, of leading and that etc cetera, etc cetera. he's talking about his own stressors so how important it is for our children to know what we're going through not so that they can be our therapists but that they understand my parents are going through something as well so i need to also step back and let them have their space or they're, if they're having a bad day to give them a break as well and then mom also then talks about the child in that letter and says i know that you are immortal that you're bound by nature and that you know this tendency to follow others or that you're surrounded by misfortunes and hypocrisy and and, and deceit etc etc being aware of what our children are facing out there with bullying with racism with all sorts of islamophobia etc etc and that there comes in that most difficult thing spending time uh quality time uh, this also means uh, as a parent i've learned this visiting them in their room when you see them how they live you realize okay i haven't taught my children to make their bed or i have allowed my children to live in a state of chaos and they're okay with that um, visiting their bathroom if they have a different washroom of their own because often we don't do this often sometimes the cleaners do it etc but we have missed an opportunity to teach our children taharat right uh, as well um, uh, spending time with them quality time I absolutely take my kids out on dates uh, we go out alone and we eat together and definitely as you eat you get relaxed you hear about what they're going through and then you learn how they're dealing with um with the bullies in their lives or being left out body image issues etc etc knowing what they're dealing with helps you parent them absolutely and uh in, indeed imam ali -Salam has talked about also traveling he has talked about taking the children around uh, you know he says to oh, my son you know go and see the world see the people who have come what have they left behind uh what 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 you know what kind of legacy or you know all these riches that they work this dunya did it help them etc etc being very philosophical as a parent um we do make the mistake of putting our children in madras and expecting them to teach our children islam or school and teaching letting the teachers teach them science etc etc people are not going to bring up our children for us and then they can't they don't know what our, our kids are we know who our kids are and therefore um traveling with them speaking with them spending time with them when you play a board game seeing how they deal with the uh, loss or do, are they cheaters god forbid how do they do things are they moral are they ethical and then really really hitting those things and um uh, again uh, time is running out but i, I do want to uh, mention that imam salam started very young and he talks about this in that letter and he speaks about the fact that i, I started young uh with you telling you about the world and also using the holy quran as a guide to teach you about the way the world is and how to be as a human being imam, imam talks about every aspect of uh, what it means to be a person in the world how to be a good friend and one of the things that i really 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 love uh, that i often tell my kids when they really get upset at people and their reaction to people they they, they want to hit back they want to be rude back. They want to, well, they started it, et cetera, et cetera. I say to them, Mama salam said to his children in his letter, don't let other people decide how an interaction is going to be. Don't be a reactionary. You decide how an interaction is going to be. And that is that you decide this is going to be a loving, forgiving, kind 
interaction. I'm not going to react to your rudeness, your unkindness, and, and, and definitely teaching them to be good siblings. All these things are, uh, uh, you know, we have a, a tall order to fill indeed, but it can be done. And um, we have to be also kind to ourselves and kind to each other, our children. They're also learning. We're all learning on the job. Uh, no one it's came true. with an instruction manual. Now, Asante, sister, honestly, it's a great responsibility. Parenting teenagers, thank you very much for your blessed time. The uh, panelists, the respected Sayyid, the respected sister. Honestly, it's a great responsibility we have. And inshallah, we do our due diligence and take the lessons from what the Sayyid and the sister said and the teachings of Muhammad wa al-Muhammad. Inshallah, present our progeny in front of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. And as we've understood and I've understood, it is a difficult task. But nonetheless, with difficulty comes ease. And inshallah, we see this and we are in a state of joy on the day of judgment with the barakah of Imam Ali alayhi salam. And thank you guys for joining us on the conference. And thank you, Imam Ali Conference, for hosting such an important topic on such a blessed day. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.